Have you been struggling to make money with your blog? Or maybe you'd like to learn how to build a niche blog and start generating a passive income, but don't know how to go about it. Well, don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing Blog Builder Pro. Blog Builder Pro is a comprehensive online course designed to take you from a complete beginner to having a website up and running that is making you money. Blog Builder Pro also helps take the guesswork out of monetizing your blog by teaching you an easy step-by-step process that I call the Nifty 50 Core Steps. These steps will tell you what to do and when to do it so that you are never lost. One of the biggest frustrations that newer bloggers have is that they do not know if the work they are putting in on their sites will yield them some result. But thanks to the more than 60 professionally produced lessons, special worksheets, easy blog and email templates, exclusive webinar discounts, one-on-one training, and a community that can help you answer questions 24-7, Blog Builder Pro is rocking the industry with this groundbreaking and comprehensive training, holding your hand from start to finish. So go to bloggerevolution.com income and check out the free webinar for some more information. That is bloggerevolution.com income. I bought two sites in the last two years. Um, my outdoor site I bought for 23000 and I actually am just about to sell it for 175000 in one year. Um, and then the other site I bought uh, 2019 for uh, 32000 on Flippa. I, I sold it for one ninety four, and it's, wow. it's, I'm still a partner in that, and it's worth 400 Regular people are taking their passions and interests writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, and welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles, wherever you are, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your day. Okay, if you haven't been able to tell so far, I am hyped, okay? Have you ever geeked before? Do you have the capacity to geek? Because I'm gonna be honest, I kinda geeked in our interview today. So for that, I apologize. But anyway, we were able to talk to Mushfiq from the website flip.com. Now, one of the big reasons why I got into podcasting in the first place is to be able to interview some of the greatest minds in our industry. And Mushfiq definitely has one of those minds. Get this. He has successfully flipped over 190 websites. Now, when I say flip, I mean he has purchased, improved, and then turn around and sold it more times than not for a profit and sometimes a significant profit. And being able to kind of pick his brain in this interview, we go over everything. Okay, We talk about the whole process that he uses from the due diligence that's required in order to uh, before you purchase a site, actually buying the site, improving it and then exiting for hopefully a big payday. We talk about more specifically some a lot of backlink stuff, because before you buy a website, one of the most important things that you need to look at is the backlink profile. But even experienced bloggers have a hard time trying to figure out what a PBN or a private blog network is and what isn't. But we break it down. He gives us a couple of pretty interesting tricks that he uses specifically to know whether or not it's a safe bet to move forward with laying down some money on a website. We talk about the future of blogging. He recently just quit his job to do this full time. So that's probably a spoiler alert of what you of what he thinks of where the blogging industry is going. We talk about where he finds these amazing deals, one of which is a little I wouldn't have wouldn't have expected it. He talks about what he looks for before he even decides to even consider buying something how he gets more content onto these sites, how he improves them, how he gets them to the point to where they can start making more money literally overnight by implementing what he calls his easy wins. Look, I've purchased every one of his courses that he has available, and it's amazing to be able to just listen to him talk in the courses, but it's even more amazing right now to be able to pick his brain and talk to him directly. And that's what we were able to do. So please enjoy this interview. Get your popcorn ready. Get a pen and paper if you want to take some notes. 
we kind of reveal it all. Well, I should say he reveals it all. And hopefully we hit everything that you'd be interested in. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in. Oh, one last thing. If you want to be able to check out um, uh, some deals from Mushfiq, he did give us a particular deal that we can use. Uh, be sure to go to bloggerevolution.com slash easy wins. That's bloggerevolution.com slash easy wins. And there you'll be able to see a list of the products that Mushfiq has. And I think a couple of them we can get a discount on as well. So be sure to go check that out, bloggerevolution.com slash easy wins. We'll be sure to put the link down in the show notes as well. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and talk to Mushfiq from the website flip.com. Well, welcome back to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. I have uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Mushfiq from the website flip.com. How are you doing, Mushfiq? Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Chris. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. Um, for those who don't know, Mushfiq has uh, one of his biggest claims to fame also is that he's uh, bought and flipped over 180 or so websites. Man, uh, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot of websites. Uh, give us a quick background, though, on how you got into this and how did you even know that this was going to be something that has been successful for you so far? Yeah, just a quick rundown. Is I started in 2008. Um, I was, a, uh, I think, a freshman in university here in the, in the States. Um, and, you know, I just need to make some passive income, some side income uh, during the summer. Uh, break and I came upon you know many things I used to do like survey sites and try to get uh, referrals and then it was like a kind of like a pyramid scheme <laughs> thing anyways um, and then I got into blogging um, and so I started a few content sites one of them really took off it was in the uh, back in the day <clears throat> international calling was uh, uh, very expensive so there were a lot of brands that would pay you affiliate commission. Skype was one of them. And so I had an international calling blog. Um, and so that one made good money, uh, a couple thousand dollars a month after a certain point. And that kind of helped me go through college. And then all of a sudden, one day, I think in 2010, one of my biggest competitors just emailed me out of the blue and said, we want to buy your blog. Um, I had no idea that that's even a possibility. Um, and we just, you know, went back and forth with a few numbers and they came up with $25,000. Um, at that time, multiples were very low. Um, and, but I just accepted 25K for a college student, you know, a junior is a pretty, pretty sizable amount. Um, so sold it. And then that's what kind of got me started that, hey, this is a legit business. You can build a brand, a website, and then sell it uh, for a pretty good multiple. And so since then, I've been doing this on the side about 180, 90 now, 190 oh, wow. um, plus uh, website flips. Um, and last year I went full-time on this. So it's been part-time for since 2008 till 2021. Okay, nice. So you are doing it full time because that's a question that I had seen previously that you had like a passion project that you were working with. And uh, sometimes the question was, why hadn't you quit your job? So what made you decide that, okay, I'm finally going to go, you know, heels first into this? Yeah, you know, I I have a very technical and very heavy educational background. So it took me some time to kind of wrap around the fact that I'll just drop what I spent, you know, I have a PhD, so I spent, you know, until 26 years old, right, 27 to really get that. So it's been, it's a big achievement. And it was like, I just really hard to just give up on that yeah. or put it to the side, right? Until, you know, I realized that I've been working at startups, you know, getting equity and doing a lot of stuff there and realized that I'm, I've always, always had a growth mindset um, I always know I just could not share those things on my day job because I just didn't want people to know. Yeah. Um, but it always pissed me off. <laughs> Excuse my language that, no, okay. you know, all the all the company people, the startup just didn't know what they were doing. Um, and I could me being a technical person, I couldn't help them with marketing. It just didn't make sense. Um, and so. I over time just got frustrated and said, I'll just do my own thing um, and just build up a portfolio of businesses. And one day I'm, I, I wasn't, I have a background in renewable energy. So one day I may buy a renewable energy business and just, 
you know, tie in my career to that. So that was the, the really the impetus that I just didn't like how people were running their company. So I thought I can do better. So I'll just do my own thing. Um, and, and that kind of sparked when the website flipped, which was my brand, which I started in April, 2020. And then I left my job in April, 2021, that one year it grew so big that I said, okay, this is, this is sustainable. And so I can, I can, um, you know, quit and do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's very real. We speak because a lot of people, you know, the traditional way is to go to college, get, go, um, you know, get a job. And you, you spend a lot of not just time, but money into getting that whole education just for you to just walk away from it, which, yeah. uh, you know, it must be, it must show you that the blogging industry or the content creation industry with buying and selling sites and businesses like this is very, very, you know, profitable. Now you yeah. mentioned your first site that you sold was, what year was that again? The $25,000 one? Uh, I sold it in 2009. So in 2009. Now, here we are in 2022, right? Yeah. Uh, where do you see this industry going? I, I get a lot of questions from people saying, oh, yeah, Chris, I'd like to start vlogging. But if it's going to take a year, two years for the site to get really where it's going to be, how do I know that Google will still be a thing in two years? How do you see the industry in the next five, ten years? Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that variation of question since 2000. <laughs> eight right it's it's a it's a something everybody always worries about uh -huh. but let's let's be honest as long as there is a search engine um as long as people want are searching for things there will always be content either that's blogging writing written content video content you know whatever there's going to be content and our job is as a you know business development or you know build, building a business is to generate that content um and so it's always going to be there um in in some form or another uh blogging specifically written content is just getting stronger as google google is our primary driver of traffic right or search engines uh, for that matter and as and if you follow the industry since 2008 they've just gotten better just mm -hmm. more quality um, back in the day you could do a lot of sketchy things and get your content um, ranking not anymore you have to build a real brand right so i think it's a mindset thing that if you want if you want if you know the individual who's listening to this if you want to build a real brand um a real site like look at the people you follow online um look at the brands you follow online they're legitimate, right? They do it legitimately and there is a future. If you're just going to do it, you know, a little bit of effort here and there, you know, just going to put up a random site with really garbage content, that's not going to work in 2022 yeah. nor in 2030. It's just not going to work. So build a brand, build a business and it will work. Yeah. I, I tell people the same thing as you think about all of these Google updates that's happened because I, I get that a lot, too. It was like, I don't want to build a site and get hit by a Google update. Well, to be honest, if you look at it, what Google has been doing by adding these updates, they're improving the content on the Internet. And that's lowering the risk for people who want to buy uh, these businesses online. So I totally think that what Google has been doing, even though it kind of is terrible in the minute you know, in that one moment, usually if you are following, you know, some purely white hat strategies and you're putting up really good, helpful information and content, your site usually will rebound and you might end up getting more traffic than you did before. Um, has any of your sites ever been hit by a Google update? In the last five years? No. Because, no. nice. you know, back in the day, um, it was very heavy on sites that didn't have very quality content, right? And now I focus more on brand building and quality content-based sites. So last five years, no, I have not been hit. And if I do get hit, it's very temporarily. It's not like yeah. something that goes to zero. It's like, okay, there's a little blip downwards. And then a few months later, it comes back up. And so I've had roller coaster rides, but nothing like, it's not like a, you know, a quick, drop down um uh to zero so no sites have ever gone to zero it's maybe just a little drop yeah and the biggest contributing factor you're saying to that would have to be just creating good content creating a combination right it's creating good con good content is the the, the bare minimum right okay. you just have to have that otherwise you just can't um, your content should be the best article out there compared to anything else right that's just the bare minimum and then it's obviously uh uh, backlinks like getting quality mentions and links from other 
authoritative sites. So that's like building a fortress. Um, that's what I like to kind of state state it as that you can have the best content out there, and and then you know Google will pick it up over time. But if you really want to just get that authority, you have to get backlinks or mentions or podcasts, you know, something where somebody links back to you and says, okay, you're the authority in this niche and I'm going to um, mention you. And so those, that's what builds the, the wall around your business and nobody else can penetrate. Let's take, uh, if I can give an example, yeah, go ahead. Um, the website flip, right.com. If you get, if you check that out, um, you know, I don't know how technical the audience is, but let me just break it down and say, okay, in one year, that website has grown from, uh, if you follow Ahrefs, you know, they have a, a domain rating of uh, zero to 60 plus, right? And how did I get that? And 100 is like the max. Uh, the biggest sites in the world have 90 pretty much. Um, so, you know, 60 is, is very good for any content-based um, site. And how did I get that? By partnering with people like you, um, partnering with um, doing guest posts, um, writing articles for other bloggers, um, other you know authority sites and getting that mentioned back to my, uh, getting that link back to my site and that has built up the authority. Now, I'm not scared of a competitor. Like this is why I built this fortress now that if somebody else is trying to go after my topic, it's just really impossible. I mean, you can't really compete in a, in a short amount of time with me. So that's called brand building, building a business that's so protected that I can focus on growing that and not focus on protecting what I already have. So that's that's the level that you know you need to get to to really build that business. And you'll see any big company out there is doing that. Um, we, I'm a one man uh, kind of one person team. I don't have anybody on payroll like full time, mm-hmm. right? So if I can do it, <laughs> anybody else can do it, right? It's, it's just I bring a lot of exp- uh, years of expertise, but there's no reason somebody t- starting today can't do the same thing. Yeah. And that's actually kind of similar to the way that I run my business. I'm pretty much a one man show, you know, doing a lot of this stuff. And I just contract out a lot of the work. Um, I do like what you say here, how backlinks can be like the fortress because you can create the content. You can get it to rank, especially if it's low competition enough. But in order to to fortify it, it's better to go after some backlink opportunities. Um, Now, you mentioned the website flip, but what about your niche sites? Um, I know sometimes you don't keep your niche sites for very long. You try to flip them as quickly as you possibly can. Sometimes, what, 10 months, if if at most, sometimes. Um, Do you go after backlink opportunities with your niche sites as well? So, um, yeah, so just two things there. One is that my average hold time. So I, so backstory, I buy, grow and sell websites, right? That's my business model. Um, In my portfolio at any given time, I may have five sites that I'm actively working on. Um, And the reason for that is I at one point had 18 websites and it's just as a one man operations with contractors but as the one man brain right it's really hard to focus on 18 sites you're going to focus on the ones that you really like and the ones that are showing a lot of growth and the rest are just going to die unless you have people managing it it's really hard so i focus on five big sites at any given time if i sell one i buy another one right that's kind of my my rule um anyway so um i buy grow and sell so i my average whole time is about eight to 10 months on average. Um, I some, some sites I sell within six months. Um, some I sell within a month because they're so easy. Um, and I'll get to that. So um, I, 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 I do that. I buy, grow, and then I sell within eight months time. And during that time, I'm finding what's called easy wins, right? Um, if I find a site that's, so I have a good, like skill set to spot sites in the marketplace that have something that the seller may not have done right. They may not have monetized it properly. They may have missed a lot of keywords. They may have um, done, you know, some, some issues there. And I buy that and then I implement my strategies on that. And then that increases the revenue. And then I hold it for a little while and then I sell it off. Um, and your question about backlinks. So these days I buy sites that already have a, a, a mediocre to good backlink profile. So I'm always looking for sites um, that are very powerful. For example, um, I had an outdoor content site that I bought um, last year. Uh, it was already around for 10 years, uh, very high authority, the best backlinks you can get in the industry. It's already there. So I pay a premium for that because um, 
because my short timeline of eight months, right, it's really hard to build a lot of backlinks and then see the results really quickly, right? Mm -hmm. It takes yeah. time. So I buy sites with backlinks that are already existing. I'm willing to pay a crazy multiple above market because I know that if I get that, I can apply my easy wins and it already has the fortress built, which saves me a lot of time. And I can focus on what I'm good at, which is finding opportunities in a website, monetizing it, and then um, getting it ready for an exit. Nice, nice. No, that makes plenty of sense. Um, you mentioned Easy Wins. Uh, that's EasyWins.io. I actually am an, an affiliate there. You want to check it out. It is an outstanding resource. I've actually recently used it to acquire an age domain, and it's starting to. I'm already able to get increase the income with it. So that's an outstanding resource. Um, if you everyone wants to check it out, I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes, and uh, you can check it out there. Um, now you just went through a lot. Okay, <laughs> lots to unpack there. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, one of the things we were talking about backlinks you like to buy a site that already has you know a good to decent profile already um you know even experienced bloggers have hard times looking at a backlink profile and trying to figure out is this a pbn is this not a pbn is this a good rank i see something with a huge huge authority but it's not getting any traffic like what is it about the backlink profile that you can look at do you have some tricks that you could share with us to see yeah. how do you know if, it, if this is a a, um, a pbn or if it's something legitimate that's going to actually help the site in the future yeah yeah there's you know i have a i have a detailed due diligence article on my site you can look through it and kind of see what are the high level things but for backlink specifically you know the first glance look is does it have any um, very spammy links, Chinese, Russian, um, adult, casino, gambling, those kind of links are very obvious when you look through the reports. Um, you can use Ahrefs, SEMrush, Google Search Console, can have backlink. they'll just give you a download of all the backlinks and a report essentially. And you can spot the easy ones, right? If any of those exist, I walk away. It's just not worth it. Um, you might say, some people might say, yeah, you can just get rid of them, but it's just not worth the effort. There's plenty of other sites that are doing well. You don't need to go and take a risk there. Um, and so those are easy. And then it gets into the more nitty gritty, like, is there a PBN, right? So spotting PBNs is not easy. Uh, reason is that PBNs, those who run PBNs usually block Ahrefs and SEMrush so that they don't, they don't, their sites are not crawled. And so that data is not picked up into Ahrefs. So the way to verify that is go to Google Search Console. Um, Google Search Console cannot be blocked. So those um, links show up there. So you have to use a, a lot of tools to kind of go through that. And the first uh, giveaway, the size of PBN is that they are linking from their homepage. So the concept of a PBN is the creators buy expired domains. So they go to auction, GoDaddy auctions and buy very high authority expired domains, very old age domains. And what they do is they put random content on the site, not relevant. So they could have a dog article. It can have an article about doctors, dentists, you know, it has lawyers, it has no relevancy. And they link to those, to your site that you're trying to prop up um, from the homepage. And there's a lot of outgoing links from the homepage. And that's not natural. No business does that. You look at your own business. You're not linking externally very much from the homepage. You're linking from inner articles, right? And so that's a red flag. If you see a homepage link from a high domain authority site, and that PBN has no traffic because the purpose of that website is not to generate traffic. It's to pass that link authority to your site. So those are kind of the you know red flags that you can easily um, look into. Other things I'm looking for on backlinks is how many quality backlinks are there? are there links from new york times forbes you know big authority sites because that's a great thing you can't buy those links um, and if you try it's going to take you years um, so that that's a huge plus for me um, other things i'm looking at is the anchor text um, if you're getting a link what is the text that they're linking from like it could be oh check out you know uh, the website flip.com that's a natural um, link but they're if they're if they're linking like oh check out the best website flipping course, right? Now, that's what's no natural link comes from. I mean, nobody naturally links like that, right? So what that is, that's a guest post, which is the creator of the site. So me, I paid another blogger to write an article about, let's say, website flipping. And I said, I want to pay you to add the anchor text, best website flipping course, right? And I, I'm paying that. So that's not natural and Google doesn't like that. 
And it's all about diversification. It's okay to have a few of those. Um, you know, you have to have a diverse anchor text profile. So it's very, it's very much okay to have a few of those. But if you're dominating your anchor text that has, oh, best website flipping course, and then the rest are, you know, there's like 30 of those and there's nothing else, that's a, that's a red flag. So it's all about diversification in backlink. It's all about diversification in content websites. I spoke a lot there. I'm no, sorry. no, no, that's, that's excellent information. So I'm thinking, so basically if the site doesn't look like a legitimate business, chances are it could be a PBN. Uh, no, no, not necessarily. necessarily. Um, that's why it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> because nowadays people who are creating PBNs are doing it in much better, much, much uh, more authoritative ways. So it, it's really, so break, let's break it down. Yeah, a PBN site, a, a good quality site, if it's about dogs, you know, it should be an authority site. Um, like let's say it's a dog, it's a dog site, right? Um, if there's only dog content on it and then they link to your article, that's the website that's about dogs. That's not necessarily a PBN, right? Um, the, the turnoff there is that if that dog site that has a lot of dog content, it's not linking from the homepage. It looks legitimate. If it doesn't have any traffic, organic traffic itself, that's a red flag to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. They have a lot of links coming out, but they have no organic traffic. What does that mean? That means that site was penalized in some manner, or it's just not, you know, doing things right. So my, what I look for is if a site is linking to my site, does that site have traffic? I don't do partnerships. I don't do backlinks with sites that don't have traffic. Organic traffic is a signal from Google that your site is worthy um, of, you know, uh, being ranked. So yeah. therefore I can get a link from that. So look for the organic traffic of a site that you want to get a backlink from, or if you're doing due diligence, look at through the sites and see which ones don't have traffic. And then, you know, pinpoint those and dig deeper into those and see why they don't have traffic, where they penalized. And if you have too many of those, that's a red flag, walk away. Gotcha. Okay, so good. So I'm just looking for other validation factors on the yeah. site and specifically with Google traffic. I would imagine if I see Mediavine or Ezoic or AdThrive on there, that would be positive signs as well, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they, those networks are, are already doing due diligence on your site. They're not going to accept garbage sites. Okay. They're very strict. Nice. Yeah. No, that's 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 good stuff because that's that's one. It's, it's tough, you know, because <laughs> uh, when, when trying to figure out what a PBN is versus because sometimes you can probably even miscategorize something as a PBN, like I was just saying a second ago. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Well, let me ask you this. Let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, where do you find these sites? Yeah. Um, my go to for the best, best deals um, is Flippa. <laughs> um, and flippa.com is if nobody knows that it's the eBay of the website, you know, buying and growing, uh, buying and selling uh, world. Um, and just like eBay, you have garbage and then you have the the best stuff there, right? Um, and so Flippa, Flippa's challenge is that they allow anybody to list anything and claim anything. So you will spend a lot of time sifting, sifting through the deals to find the good ones. And, but Flippa is well known. If you're going to Google like ah, how to sell my website, Flippa is like the first thing that comes up. So a lot of bloggers, a lot of people who create a hobby blog or a hobby website sell their, they list their site through Flippa. And therefore that prevents, uh, presents opportunities for buyers like me because I can find those very high quality sites. For example, I bought two sites in the last two years um, from Flippa. My outdoor site I bought for 23000 and actually am just about to sell it for 175000 in one year. Um, and then the other site I bought uh, 2019 for uh, 32000 on Flippa. I, I sold it for one ninety four, and it's, wow. it's I'm still a partner in that, and it's worth four hundred. So I found those on Flippa. I did not find those through brokers, and the reason for that is, as I said, hobby people post their very quality sites on there, and it's my job to find those and make an offer and close. Um, they're not going to be found in like Empire Flippers, uh, Motion Invest, and all those different marketplaces because those are more. Uh, seasoned sellers. They kind of know what a broker is. They know what the process is. Um, and those are sites I, I stay away from. I want to buy sites from somebody who built the site from the ground up, wrote all the content, really understands the topic and really loves what they're doing, but they just don't have time maybe to continue and I'm there to buy it. No, that makes perfect sense. Wow. Because 
So you say you there was one site you were mentioning specifically that you got it for around thirty thousand, thirty two thousand, and now it's worth about four hundred thousand yeah. dollars. How yes. how quick did that turnaround happen? Yeah, good question. Um, so that one that has some history. So that site was around um, since two thousand four, mm-hmm. um, and the seller put it up on Flippa. It's in the dating and relationship niche. Um, I bought it for $32,000 when it was earning about $800 a month, uh, average, $800 to $1,000. So I paid a pretty reasonable multiple, which is 30 to 40 times monthly average profits. That's like the typical range that you're going to pay. Um, And so within a few months, I was able to bring that up to $6,000 because, again, I spotted easy wins a high quality site that's been around and it wasn't monetized properly. So I was able to bring it up to 6,000 within six months. And then I sold it to uh, a person that actually follows me in my newsletter um, for 194,000 valuation. However, I saw that I still had space. So I I remained a partner in that with 25% equity. I sold 75% for 145,000 and kept the rest. Uh, And then I managed that site. And so we were able to now grow that 6000 to about $10,000 to $12,000 in profit over the last year since I've sold it. And so with the 40x multiple, you know, that's about a 400 plus valuation. valuation today. And we will sell it sometime in the future, but it's actually one of the most stable sites that I've ever worked on. So we're not really, it's like, as I said, there's some sites in my portfolio that I just keep long term. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much one of them. That's outstanding. There's not very many things you can invest that kind of money in and get that type of return in a relative short period of time. That's like lifetime changing type money there. Yeah. But I, I like to I'd like to caveat. This is not okay. the norm, right? Okay. I've been doing this since 2008. I have up an edge over others. I know what I'm doing. I can close deals quickly. I don't need so the benefit is that when I see a site. I just, when I see it, I just know this is the one, right? I don't need to do a lot of due diligence. I I just can look through the data and kind of spot things that others can't, right? So somebody may take a few days. It takes me an hour, right? So that's why I can close deals quicker. So this is not the norm, right? Don't think that this, this is a very big outlier. Um, And, This is not that easy as I kind of am saying. (laughs) No, I I totally understand that. But even if you could get a tenth of that, when if you invest money into the stock market, you know you're looking for a seven, eight, nine percent return, perhaps year over year. And this is far out, far away, (laughs) a lot bigger than seven, eight, nine percent. So being able to park your money somewhere like that, do some work with it, obviously, not just just leave it there, but do some a ton of work with it, can actually turn a pretty good profit. Uh, Let me ask you this: Would you recommend a new blogger do this? No, new bloggers, whoever's starting out, you should start your own site from scratch. Um, you got you to gotta go through the A to Zs of everything. You got to do that a few times before you start buying and selling sites. If you're going to build a site from scratch, you build that, then you sell it. Understand that selling process, right? Understand the buyer's thought process. Um, it's very important to do that. And then you can think about taking that money you just got from selling your blog. What do you do with it? Maybe you start a few more and then you buy one just to play around with it. It's called a snowball, right? You yeah. snowball into bigger deals. Nice. Okay. So for someone who might have already gone through the process of building a site from scratch and now they're, they have a, some money, you know, maybe they they exited the site and now they have some money to invest. Flippa is, it, it seems like the old West, you know, mm-hmm. immediately people look at it and be like, oh my gosh, Flippa, how do you, how do you do stuff on Flippa? Now I understand yeah. what you meant, what you said earlier in terms of, because it's the eBay of websites, that's just the first name that pops to mind when someone wants to sell a site. Oh yeah, let me just use Flippa or whatever. So what kind of investment criteria should we be using to be able to vet a site before we decide to dump, you know, a few thousand dollars into a site? Is there anything specific that you use or can share for someone who might be just getting into buying their first site? Yeah, luckily I have an article about investment criteria on my site, so you can check that out. But oh, we'll definitely be sure to put that in the show notes. Yeah, the yeah. website no, flip.com. I'm just saying there's it is know, a great site. For maybe 30 seconds on a topic, but there's more details. No, um, gotcha. Yeah, for a beginner, uh, let's say you have sub $50,000 um, to buy something. Flippa is obviously not the place for a beginner. I, I say stay away, right? Um, only if you know what you're looking for. I would go to brokers. Brokers is uh, Motion Invest, Investors Club, um, Empire Flippers. You know, these guys 
do a lot of due diligence for you, at least at the high level. And then they list sites, even though they do a lot of due diligence, maybe out of 10 sites, you know, they, it passes their due diligence, but it may not pass your due diligence, but at least there's a, you know, a, a certain level of quality that they're accepting. Yeah. Um, of those, I highly recommend Investors Club. They have more or less some quality sites, um, better quality sites. Um, but you need to have up to a 50K budget, right? Uh, Motion Invest, you can find sites for less than $10,000, sometimes a couple thousand dollars. But again, the lower the value of the site, the higher the risk. So if you have a few thousand, five thousand dollars, you want to just play around with it, go to Motion Invest, buy a blog there for five thousand, less than five thousand dollars. But just be aware that you know that's risky. Um, there is a lot of things that can go wrong with it, um, and then you can work on those um, sites there. Um, and criteria-wise, I would I would focus on sites that have at least been around for one year. Um, that gives it time to come out of what's called the Google sandbox. It gives time for the content to age. It gives some time for some traffic to come in. You want to buy a site that has some traffic, right? I like to target one year, at least 10,000 page views a month. That's like the bare minimum um, because with 10,000 page views, you can do things. You can improve the content. The content has time to had time to age. You can add monetization and see returns quickly. Um, so that, and then I would focus on pure informational content sites. Do not buy product review like best toaster or, you know, whatever, those kind of content sites buy a pure informational site. Like what is my dog? What, what should I feed my dog? Those kind of content, um, informational content, because you can write those articles. It's, it's cheaper to produce. It's um, less uh, tied to physical products. So you can really put out a lot of content and grow that. So one year old, 10,000 page views, informational content, um, try to find sites that don't have a lot of backlinks. And I'm saying that because if a site has zero backlinks, that means you don't need to do a strong amount of due diligence, right? To figure out if those backlinks are quality, if you're a beginner, right? If you don't know how to spot backlinks, just find a site that has no, that, that the seller didn't do any active backlinking, right? So that, that just solves some of those big due diligence issues. So I think those four or five things um, will get you set up. Yeah, it's good. Um, I just, like I said, I recently bought a site and um, I was able to use a lot of the information from your website on like having a set of criteria and like if the site, if it met one, two, but didn't meet three, I just trashed it, waited for the next site to pop up. And um, that was very helpful for me. So your, the information you're putting out there has has really helped a lot of people <laughs> in, in yeah. getting into this space. So we definitely do appreciate it. Um, well, we were talking about, you know, buying sites and everything. Uh, let's take a little look at um, age domains. Now, just quickly, what, what's an age domain? Yeah, so age domain. Um, this is a kind of a new new term in the last few years. Um, essentially, a business, um, they had, may have been around for many years, um, and they either went bankrupt, so they shut down their site, um, or they you know, shut down for whatever reason, and they don't really understand the value of the domain, and they don't don't uh, renew the domain. And then it goes what's through this full process through the registrars, GoDaddy, Namecheap, whatever, right? And it goes to auction. Um, and so people like me, and there's a lot of age domain buyers, uh, brokers, marketplaces, they buy those domains at auction through a bidding process. So go to the auctions. You can check out there's thousands of domains listed. And, you know, again, cream of the crop, there's going to be those 20 that are good and the rest are garbage, right? And so they buy those. And then you can, what the benefit here is that that site, that domain has been around with a website for many, many years and most likely has a lot of backlinks that were naturally obtained by that business. Um, and so you can buy that domain and essentially get a semi head start, right? Because it has backlinks. And if you can build a similar site, the idea is building a site with topical relevancy. So if the site was about uh, a veterinarian, right? About dog vets, right? You should put a site about dogs. Don't put a site about kitchen equipment, right? That's yeah. the red flag. So, so and anyways, it, so high level, it's a domain that has a history with good backlinks, good branding, and you can now take that and build a business on it, a new business on it. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes plenty of sense because you're keeping the topical authority that Google has already given it in the past. Um, so when you're doing a backlink profile and maybe you see an article that, you know, maybe a big site is linking to, but you're just buying just the domain, you're not buying an entire site. Do you have to recreate that content? You, yeah, more or less. Um, so you can use what's called archive 
Wayback Machine, archive.org. It's yeah. a free tool, amazing. You can plug in any domain URL there and kind of see the history of it. So let's say I, you know, I have a domain dogxyz.com now let's just say that was a i plug it into archive and i see oh it was a you know uh, a dog hospital i mean a pet hospital whatever right and i can see that 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 was a history of that site since 2005 okay that's a very quality site in my opinion and and, and you can plug it into ahrefs and see oh wow it has some good backlinks from a lot of you know local news uh newspapers you know all of that's kind of mentioning that this is a dog hospital or whatever right you can buy that and then you, you can go through what's called the AHRS report to see which pages had the backlinks. That's very critical, right? Let's say that you, and let's say that they had a page about um, dog health, another page about dog training, let's just say, right? And you should create those pages again. Don't copy the content from the previous site. You don't own copyright just because you bought a domain. Okay, the old owners still own the copyright to the content and they can come after you. You're just buying the domain. You see that dog training, dog health, you know, all that was covered. So you can put up a WordPress site, recreate those pages as is and put up a long form content that you write or outsource. And that will recreate the site. Um, you try to recreate the site as best as possible with your unique content. And then over time, you, if done right, you may see some of that traffic coming back that they had in the past. Or at least it gives you a structure to add more content to so that you can now build it up. Now, caveat, just because you bought an age domain doesn't guarantee you traffic. Okay. There's no guarantees. It's, it's, it's kind of, I've had a 50% success rate. So out of four or five domains, I buy two work, the rest don't. It's just the game, right? Um, you can't really tell if Google, just because Google ranked a site in the past, doesn't mean they're going to continue ranking a site in the future, just because you bought the domain and resurrected it. Right. So there are risks here, but it does help you get a head start. Nice. Yeah, that's 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 one of the things, because I have seen quite a few people talk about um, purchasing age domains and that they're actually getting about the same clip that you just mentioned, about a 50 percent that it hits and 50 percent that it doesn't hit. Um, there is, like you said, there is no guarantee. But how far would you go into a site before you declare it a dud and just say that it's not working? Yeah, great question. I, I, I do a very simple process. I if I see a domain I like, I buy it. I then recreate the site, make sure the backlinks are pointing to the right articles. So you can use, and this is getting very technical. Uh, it's called 301 redirects. I mm-hmm. won't get into that, but you guys <laughs> will essentially just redirecting the old URLs to new pages that I created on my site. And you can use a plugin to do that. Essentially what that does is pass the backlinks from the old URL to the new one, right? So you kind of recreate the site as best as possible. You add content. I like to add 20 to 30 articles on the site, right? So I'm buying the domain, fixing it up, adding 20 to 30 articles. And then I install Google Analytics. I install Google Search Console and I just let it sit. I let it sit for two months um, at the maximum to see if there's any traffic coming in. Within the two months, if I see traffic coming in, um, then I invest more into it. If I don't, I give up. (laughs) I move on and just say, this was a dud, right? Um, that's my process. So I don't double down on anything until I know it's working. Until you see some traffic coming to it. Yeah. All right, cool. That makes that makes plenty of sense. Um, wh- okay, so let's just say, you know, you're building out a site. Maybe you don't have a ton of capital. You you blow 2500 on a domain. Then you contract out, you know, $2,000 for content or whatever. You're, you know, four or $5,000 in the hole right now. And in two months in, it's not getting any traffic. It's worst case, Google just treat it as a regular domain and you just got to just keep going or should you just try to find a way to exit at that point? Yeah, no, unfortunately the worst case means that Google may never rank that site. Mm. Uh, Here's the thing is that the thing with age domains is it's aged. So it has history, right? And you can only do so much due diligence through different tools to kind of pick up on that history. I have seen domains that have such excellent backlink profiles, such excellent branding, they just don't rank. And it's primarily most likely because Google did penalize it in some manner in the past. It's just impossible for you to know with every any due diligence that you do, it can happen, right? And so even if you continue adding content, I mean, look, if it's, you're waiting two months to see traffic and you don't, and you don't need your money, right? You can let it sit for a few more months. Like just right. kind of give it a little bit more time, right? Um, but what I do after that two month period is 
you know, there is a chance that it does work, but what I do is I just sell it for salvage value, right? So essentially somebody might take the content and move it to another site. So there's a lot of buyers out there that buy these age sites for other purposes. So I just sell it for wholesale just to get rid of it. Um, and there's a lot of people who will do that, but you'll get like 30 cents on the dollar that you spent. So is there any benefit um, to purchasing just a site with that already has the content there and you're just kind of continuing with the way that it's going or is this, is there just more opportunity in finding age domains? Uh, so, sorry, so a brand new site? Well, no, not a brand new site, but you buy a site that someone's building. They, they've been running it uh, for a while. There's content. It's making an income. Yeah. Is it better to do that or yeah. is there more opportunity in buying an age domain? Yeah. Uh, so that's the difference between an age domain that you build from scratch versus an aged site. Um, pre-existing. I love to buy age sites. So <laughs> because somebody had built that from scratch, you can, you can verify the history, you can verify the traffic. And there's plenty of sites. If you, if you, if you want to buy a dog site, like so type in dog training, go to page three on Google. Yeah. Nobody goes to page three. There's plenty of sites on page three that, and you can sift through them and find the ones that look really good branding wise, content wise, and then look through the backlinks and then make an offer because those guys most likely neglected the site or they started it years ago and they forgot about it. And those are good pickups. Um, you can take that and continue adding content, revamp it, and then, and then help it grow. So I, I, that is a less risky, uh, uh, approach than uh, starting on an age domain from scratch. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're starting out, that's a better approach. If you know what you're doing, you have capital, a 50% success rate is pretty good mm-hmm. yeah. in, the, in the content space uh, if you have money to spend, right? right? And if you know what you're doing. Right. And if you have a, a point of almost like when you're investing in stocks or something, if you have a stopgap, it, it gets a certain amount and you're like, okay, I'm, I've already lost all I'm going to lose on this and just cut your losses at that point. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's actually a great strategy with, uh, I never thought about just going to the third or fourth page of Google because they always say, you know, the best place to hide a dead body is on the second page of Google. (laughs) So uh, that's a great strategy to go to there and then see what sites are being neglected that aren't there, you know, find them, contact them and see if they're willing to sell. That, that's an excellent strategy that I think I'm going to start using. Yeah. Thank you so much for that one. Just, uh, just caveats there. Everything yeah, has caveats from whatever. I just like to give the reality here. Your success rate is going to be very low. If you're, if you know, most people do real estate, right? That's similar to going real estate and going door to door and saying, I want to buy your property. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, or reaching out cold to people and saying, I want to buy your property. And, you know, you're going to get a very low success rate on that uh, of like 10 people you contact, maybe two will respond to your email and zero may give you, allow you even to make an offer. So, I mean, it's, it's a very low, less than 5% um, uh, success rate, but you can get the really good deals that way. I mean, they, when you reach out that way, you they, the person selling may have no idea what the value of their business is. That's you true. can just make yeah. an offer and get very lucky. Um, which I have in the past. So, yeah, no, that that makes plenty of sense too. Because I, uh, it just because you can these sites are being neglected for a reason, you know. Sometimes, and if they're not even checking the emails on it, if they're not checking any of the contact information, it's quite possible that they will never see your email, you know. And yeah. at that point, the site might just die. <laughs> yeah, and 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 the other issue is that <clears throat> those who do respond, a subset, a big subset of them will think their website's worth a million dollars. So okay. just be aware, even though it's neglected. Because it's their baby, and they're like, "Oh, some guy randomly contacted me, so it might, it might should have a lot of value." And you know, they're hearing, you know, all these big companies selling for billions of dollars. Like, "Oh, mine's probably worth a million, right?" I mean, that's just the mindset that you're gonna have to tackle um, there. Yeah, and they got seven people coming to their site who find them on the third page of Google. Okay, cool. Is there anything about age domains that uh, we didn't cover that you might find um, important for someone to know? Um. No, the, the one thing though is that if you're looking for a branded website, so age domains, the benefit it provides is that they're very old. So you can get really quality branding, um, like one word, two word domains, um, which you can't really register today. It's just so many domains have been taken, right? So if you're looking for a really a branded site to build a real business, it's 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 you can look through age domain marketplaces and, and see that there's a lot of quality domains that you can't just register um, fresh. So that's one big benefit of that. But again, yeah, there's risks as well. So I, I like to use an age domain just because of the branding. 
Yeah. Okay. That makes good. That, that, that that's good. I totally understand that. So um, we are reaching close to the end of our time now. Um, you have a course that's coming up that's talking about age domains, right? Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So um, so courses essentially walking you through the A to Z of buying and building a site on an age domain. Um, it has case studies of what you know results i have seen um it has due diligence videos where i do live reviews uh, on video of going through the process of vetting an age domain and why it's good and why it may not be good um and essentially it's about four hours or so long of videos um and yeah pretty much just helps you navigate that that industry yeah, I actually, you know, full disclosure, I actually just recently purchased it myself. It's, it's coming out in March. By the time this goes live, it'll probably be live by now um, at, at that point. Um, yeah. I'm totally looking forward to it as well because, like I mentioned before, I have used your easywins.io to do some really, you know, I, I increase the income on a site literally overnight with a couple of things. And, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff is I, I knew it. But yeah. having it in line and being like, check, 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 it really yeah. made it so much easier um, to be able to find those things. Uh, it's, it's a great resource. I recommend anyone go go, to, go check it out. Uh, everyone can find you at the website flip. Yeah, that's the, that's the place. Yeah. Yep. So the <laughs> website flip.com. Be sure to check it out. I'll be sure to put that and include it into the show notes as well. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with anyone who speak or um, are, are we about no. done? I think we covered a lot. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no, you have been excellent. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, and I'll see you later. Thank you so much. Have you been struggling to make money with your blog? Or maybe you'd like to learn how to build a niche blog and start generating a passive income, but don't know how to go about it. Well, don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing Blog Builder Pro. Blog Builder Pro is a comprehensive online course designed to take you from a complete beginner to having a website up and running that is making you money. Blog Builder Pro also helps take the guesswork out of monetizing your blog by teaching you an easy step-by-step -step process that I call the Nifty 50 Core Steps. These steps will tell you what to do and when to do it so that you are never lost. One of the biggest frustrations that newer bloggers have is that they do not know if the work they are putting in on their sites will yield them some result. But thanks to the more than 60 professionally produced lessons, special worksheets, easy blog and email templates, exclusive webinar discounts, one-on-one -on -one training, and a community that can help you answer questions 24-7, Blog Builder Pro is rocking the industry with this groundbreaking and comprehensive training, holding your hand from start to finish. So go to bloggerevolution.com income and check out the free webinar for some more information. That is bloggerevolution.com income.